0: To be a part of the church. Yes, and when I say the church, I don't, I don't really mean greater faith. Now I'm thankful to be a part of greater faith. But I am so eternally grateful to be a part of the church around the world. It is something that cannot, should not, ever be taken for granted. Never. I want you to think about the billions of people in this world that could be sitting in your place tonight, but the Lord found you. We we didn't find the Lord. The Lord found us. He came and sought us. And to be a part of His church, especially in an hour like that we're in right now is nothing short of amazing. I want you to think about you know who you are percentage-wise and how you could be uh, still strung out on drugs or alcohol or living some life of promiscuity or blinded by fame or fortune or poverty or the things that, People are blinded by in the world, steeped in false doctrine, not having any form of revelation of who Jesus is, nor how to have a relationship with him. To be in that place, I mean, it's when you think about it, it's, it's just absolutely staggering. The people that slip off into eternity while we're sitting here tonight, the people, there are people that will slip off into eternity. And really, the world has gotten to a place to where your memory is, is not it doesn't last very long. It's just kind of like, "Oh, they died. Oh, that's sad, next." And people move on with their lives. It's, it's gotten to a place where it's almost like human life is, is so valueless. People just don't place a lot of value upon human life. But you are a peculiar treasure. You're the pearl of great price that he bought the field for, that, that diamond that he was seeking, that pearl that he was seeking. And somehow you, you were pulled, you were drawn into his presence and pulled into and grafted into the church. I want you to think for just a moment about how easy it is to be caught up in false doctrine. It's so easy. I was teaching a Bible study this uh, past Monday with uh, Sister Gabby Rocha and her friend, Cecilia, that has not been to church yet, um, and, and is talking about how the serpent in the Garden of Eden, used God's word and removed a word and inserted a word and just that quickly. She was confused about really what God had said. It's it's that easy. That's why the Lord emphasized repeatedly throughout the word that heaven and earth will pass away. He said, but my word shall never pass away. He said, Every jot and tittle, that's almost like saying the crossing of the T and the dotting of the I. He said every bit of it is eternal and it will never pass away. I want you to think about that, how the Lord never utters a word accidentally. There's nothing in the word that is accidental that the Lord will pull back and say, you know what, I shouldn't have said that, I didn't mean that. I mean every word of God is sure and it's pure and it's forever it is forever settled and that's what's in you. The spirit of God is the spirit of the word that that the Lord deposited in you. He put that in you. And this is not it's not an accident that you're here on Thursday night. It's not an accident that you were pulled out of the things that you were pulled out of. And so never not ever can we, can we take for granted what the Lord has done in our life? Now, I want us, I want us to heighten our vision a little bit in, within that context of thinking about how fortunate that we are to have what we have and know what we know and live where we live. And in spite of everything that has happened, I'm, I'm thankful that, that we are not living under a dictatorship Totally, at the moment, there's quite a bit of manipulation that goes on and there's the steering of the mindset of humanity. There is an indoctrination. There is this hypnotic um, spirit of the enemy and deception that is, that is working to cast a spell upon the world. and Somehow you and I escaped it think about the billions of people that have not think about the danger that lies ahead of them that they're barely even aware of some of them don't even believe in the in the eternal damnation that is coming to the lost of this world i can't i just can't ever take it for granted i'm thankful that i don't that i don't live in a repressive nation where The the governments of that nation are so in control and, and so power hungry and so greedy that the vast majority, the vast majority if not almost all of them live in extreme poverty. I'm thankful that my kids don't sleep in a cardboard box tonight. I'm thankful they're not laying by the side of a dusty road somewhere in a ditch or drinking out of rivers and streams and bodies of water where the bodies of dead animals and sometimes dead people and people have soiled out into those bodies of water can you just think about that privilege here for a moment i can't i can't come in here and be nonchalant about what the lord has has done for me and i think the understanding of Of just that privilege it is it is the privilege of of being bought by his blood purchased by his blood covered by his blood and grace taken advantage of and the mercy of God it is with that privilege and that understanding that should make us want to just reach around the world and do what we can to help the hurting and the and the masses of people that are deceived and delusional and they are, they, they don't know what to believe. I, that makes me want to praise him all the more. Now, I want to, I want to talk about some things and, and it's in the context of what I have just shared with you. Um, Brother, Brother Shock always says, if you know it, you owe it. I would dare say, if you have it, you owe it. If God has been that good to you, you owe it somehow, and we have to find ways to pay that back. We pay it back through prayer. We pay it back through giving to to missions, the million dollar mission. We uh, we we pay it back by offering a word of encouragement or whatever. Um, in the last couple of days, uh, something. Uh, that the world doesn't really understand what is happening about has happened over in the region of Russia and Ukraine. Now I'm I'm not going to fear monger tonight. It's not what this is about, um, but we happen to have one of the few missionaries from Ukraine that is going to be here next Thursday. It was already scheduled to be. We've had it scheduled for several weeks and. So I, I believe that the Lord wants us to do something uh, to to have a part in what's going on with this. So say, what, we, what what can we do? Well, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And I called him this afternoon, and I, I met Brother, I, I won't call his name, but I, I met him up uh, in Ohio, I was preaching some anniversary services with Brother Godwin. He was there that weekend, and um, established a, a good connection. and And we tried to get him to come back then, but it just wouldn't work out. Or the schedules wouldn't line up, and and so he's coming. He's coming now, and I'm thankful. Uh, and I called him, and I I just asked him point blank. I said, you know, I'm not I'm not one to pay attention to news headlines. I, you know, I don't know what's true and what's not true. I don't really know what's going on. I know there's some kind of conflict going on. Is this is this a staged event or is this really going on? He said, "Well, it's really going on." I said, "Well, what what can you tell me?" And they're here on deputation. Uh, but his his wife's parents were the original missionaries in Ukraine, and then her brother and his family are are there, and then. Uh, The the folks that you will meet next Thursday will be here. Um, And so I said, well, what what are you hearing on the ground? He said, well, last night, uh, 40 bombs were dropped in the the city that they're all in. My whole family, Uh, my in-laws and my brother-in-law and his whole family are right there in that city and bombs were dropping close enough to where it was shaking their house, waking the kids, and and um, some of you may have seen the, the videos today on, on the YouTube or social media or something like that. Now, I, th- I think we're living in a day to where it's easier to just post a little graphic and say, pray for Ukraine. And apparently everybody's a news reporter now. It's just... They think they're the first person to put it out there. Pray for Ukraine. Sometimes it just feels like, and I know this is not the way it is across the board, but sometimes it just feels like, hey, God, look, surely you'll anoint my picture. I'm gonna post this, and you'll do something great. I, you know, I, we're not gonna post. Pray for Ukraine. We're gonna pray for Ukraine tonight. This this is part of the million dollar mission. This is part of the Lord connecting us to places uh, around the world. Now, I will tell you this, just because of your recent giving um, to missions, we, we were able to send $13,000 off to Barcelona, Spain for, to help in the construction of two of their church buildings. One of them is a brand new work that they are starting And the other one is the main church that is under construction, and they are still a long way away from that. But uh, just that quickly, uh, the need presented, and we were able to just write out a $13,000 check and send that out to them because of your giving. And then right behind that, we were able to write out another $10,000 check. This is just for your recent giving. Another $10,000 check to um, Brother Corbin, to his Bible college, that they are working feverishly to finish up. And Brother Kevin Arthur, our global missions director, uh, messaged me, and he said, hey, I'm only saying this because you told me to reach out. I got a couple of missionaries that that uh, need some help with a couple of small projects, and we were able to write $2,000 apiece uh, to those missionaries. And then another... Six thousand dollars came in this week, and there's eight thousand in that account. Why do not you give the Lord a hand for that? Now, I'm, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to be obedient to the Holy Ghost. This the million dollar mission cannot be about a one service commitment in December. There has to be there has to be a flow of missionaries that come through here. We have to hear their stories. We have to I told I told the missionary today, I said when you come, you've got an unbridled pulpit, you can preach whatever you want. Not going to tell you what to preach, but I'm asking you to put us in Ukraine. I want us to know what it's like. I want us to hear what it's like on the ground. And of course, they are working regionally in some nations that I will not name. If he names them, that's fine. But uh, I've already named one of them a while back when the cameras weren't running. But they are working on some regional nations there out of Ukraine that are 100% Muslim nations. This is the man that's going to be here next Thursday. And they are winning Muslims, praying them through to the Holy Ghost. They are baptizing them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so um, tonight, the, um, as, we, as we sit here in our building and we are, we are safe and we will go home tonight and grab something to eat and, and uh, get a good night's rest and we don't have to hear the sounds of bombs, we don't have to worry about whether we're in the flight path. And I, I said, you know what, I forgive me, I don't even know what's happening because I am so disgusted with um, the false reports and misinformation and the stuff that goes on that's, that's manipulation and control, trying to uh, get one headline off of another headline and all of that. And uh, I said, I don't even know what's happening. He said, well, Vladimir Putin is trying to unite the the USSR, which I think stands for United Soviet States uh, or what republic? I don't know what it is, but anyway, USSR. I'm probably way off, and um, and of Russia, yeah. And so, um, the Ukraine, the Prime Minister of Ukraine is is wanting to join NATO, and NATO is our forces here, and uh, along with our allies and things, and. Ukraine is wanting to join that, and Vladimir Putin is not wanting him to do that because Ukraine is the only buffer he has from the West. And if he gives up Ukraine, uh, then, he, then he has no buffer. And they are saying that if he can get Ukraine, that he's going to go after Latvia and Lithuania and some of those others that fell out from uh, the USSR. Now, why, why is that important? Well, the reason that's important, and I'm not fear-mongering here, I'm just, I'm just putting this out here, The reason that is important is because Russia has a key um, part to play in the last days, according to Scripture. Now, I don't really know how that's all going to happen. And people have asked me in the last couple of days, do you you think this is World War III? Well, I I have no idea. I don't have any way of knowing. You know, this could be a 48-hour skirmish. Um, Right now, the United States is saying they're not going to get into it militarily. I did read a tweet from Boris Johnson yesterday. He was the prime minister of the United Kingdom, and he did say that, that um, you know they, he, he threatened Vladimir Putin. You don't want to do this because we'll, we'll come with the full strength of NATO. But right now we're not hearing any of that. And so uh, who, who knows what's going to happen? It could be a small skirmish, but it can very easily escalate into something else. Now this is what I know. The church was never called to be reactionary. It's not the reactions of the apostles. It's the acts of the apostles. And so we have to be constant in action mode. We have to constantly be moving forward and not being on defense, but being on offense. Are you listening to me tonight? And we have to be ready. We have to be vigilant because our adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour just because countries like Ukraine and even Russia. Now, I'm not necessarily going to, to ask the Lord to do something that I don't know is His will tonight. It may be His will biblically for Russia to do what they're doing. But we are going to pray for the protection of these people. Now, they're telling women and children, you're free to leave the country, but that city... Uh, where they are is in gridlock. They, they can't even get out of the city uh, because everybody's trying to get out of the city. But they are not letting the men leave uh, because they want to keep all the men there in case they need them all to just take weapons and go to the streets. Um, but this stuff that you're hearing, I don't know what news source you listen to. I encourage you not to do that, but but dig and find it some other way. But, but this is apparently happening. And... So it could be just a blip on the radar but or it could be the Lord taking another stride and shifting something else into place that takes us that much closer to the coming of the Lord and the world needs revival. We we cannot we cannot be reactionary just waiting and what I mean by that is just waiting on something to happen to wake us up. You know just waiting on something to to come to our doorstep to wake us up. We we have to be moving forward. This is the time and the hour where the church needs to have a steel backbone and unbending, unrelenting passion and anointing and authority to stand in the spirit and say we're the church we don't bow to your idols. We don't bend to your whims. We're the church. We are not subservient to the spirit of Antichrist or any kind of other threat that happens in the world. It is important that, that we be the church, that you realize that whatever you were before God brought you into the body of Christ and before you he brought you into the church, whatever you were, you may have been the 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 lowest in your family, you may have, you may have uh, been the poorest in your family. You may be uneducated. You, you may be not as talented as somebody else. I don't know. I don't know what your background is, but whatever inse- insecurities and inferiority complexes you had when you were in the world, that's, that's no longer, that's no longer something God wants you to carry. I think we spend so much time trying to survive and trying to fix stuff and trying to repair stuff and trying to pay bills and and trying to make a dollar, trying to make a buck and trying to win this and do this or whatever. We don't realize that he told us to cast all of those cares upon him and to be the church. You are an anointed vessel. And when you open your mouth and pray in the name of Jesus Every demon in hell shakes and quivers. The devil's knee, knees knock when the church begins to pray. Are y'all here tonight? I know it's Thursday. I know it's not Sunday night. But you are, not a, you are not a loser. You are not a failure. Amen. If you've got challenges that are going on in your family right now that have rocked you back on your heels or you're facing challenges or you're facing depression, I talked about this the last uh, couple of services. How right now people just feel that lull. they just feel that blah, that blase feeling, just like this is never ending. Hey, folks, we might have to accept the fact that that we're on the road to the end. I'm not. I'm not fear mongering. I'm just saying. I'm not talking about it happening tomorrow. I'm just talking about we may have to accept that a, that a process. Has been set in motion. I'm not saying that it has, but I'm not saying that it hasn't either. That 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 this stuff that we read about in the Bible is real. It's not. It's not fiction. It's not fantasy. It's not. It's not something that we read and think. Well, you know, I, I mean, maybe that'll happen sometime, about three or five hundred years from now, or a thousand years from now. I'm not going to be around for that to happen. You know, I'm I'm kind of past middle age anyway. No, it can happen today. It can happen tomorrow. We might wake up tomorrow and the headlines be different. The point is, it doesn't really matter what the headlines are. We're the church, and we're going to win every single time. Are you hearing me? We win, we win, we win every time. But we can't be reactionary. we got to stand flat-footed and say, We've got authority, we've got power, we've got anointing, we've got the name, we've got the Holy Ghost. Come on, we're the people of God. Why don't you clap your hands if you're thankful to be a part of the church. Oh, come on, do it again. Do it again. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. On, on, on this mission that we're in, they, they give us forms. that They're called partners in mission. I don't want to be partners, you know, just sending somebody $100 a month want I want to partner with them I want to yoke up with them I want to pray for that nation you remember back in November whatever when I first started talking about this and I shared that that vision and that the word that God gave me and the, the material and the things that I I talked about on the million dollar mission it got it, get, it got to my heart it was not this is not just a campaign to give some bucks you know. Give some dollars or whatever. No, no. This is, this is the Lord trying to connect us to the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. Praise God. When I was teaching this Bible study uh, Monday uh, to Gabby and Cecilia, uh, at the end of the Bible study, I was trying to get to know her a little bit more, and I was asking her questions or whatever. And uh, many of you know uh, that my favorite kind of food is Mexican food. I love all kinds of Mexican food. If it's Mexican food, I like it. Bless you. I like Mexican food, praise God. And so anyway, I said I said, "Are you married?" She said, "Yes." I said, "What does your husband do?" And he said, "He owns a Mexican restaurant." Yeah over on eastern boulevard called la loma and some of you eat there and i I said well as soon as this bible study's open i've never been to la loma but i'm going over there i said what does it mean she said it means the hill i said well i'm going to the hill (laughs) and i'm going to get me a taco on the hill or whatever and it was so good and um and so while I was sitting there, Brother Donnie and Brendan and Aubrey walked in. I had no idea, but they go there almost every Sunday. I think Dwayne and Heidi go there. I found out or whatever. But if you ain't ever been to La Loma, go check it out. It's on Eastern Boulevard. And treat the waitress nice and leave a church card there, whatever. But why am I saying that? Because we're trying to make inroads. We're, we're trying to get to the harvest. And there is a multicultural revival out there. There's a Spanish-speaking revival out there. There's a French-speaking revival out there. There's a German-speaking revival out there. There's a Czech revival. There's a Ukrainian revival. There's a Russian revival. There's a Brazilian revival. There's a Japanese revival. There's a Chinese revival. Do you understand? This is part of the million-dollar mission. And so as we begin to penetrate things in the spirit we pray in the spirit and we begin to take authority over the spirit it's not just us we are partnering with people that are working in nations from around the world and we are partnering with all the churches that are partnering with those men of god and missionaries and families that are doing things around the world isn't that exciting that we don't just get to sow in our own communities But we're going to go to heaven with people that have been in conflict like that. People that used to be Hindu, people that used to be Muslim, people that used to be Buddhist. Praise God, that's exciting. Amen. And so for all the clock watchers, it's 8.29 and I don't know how many seconds. But we're going to pray tonight for a little while. I don't know how long that is, but we're not going to pray for like two minutes. We are going to go to Ukraine in the spirit. Are you listening to me tonight?
1: I need you to forget
0: it's Thursday. I need you to forget about what time you have to go to work tomorrow. I want you to forget about the shortage of money for the bills that are stacking up. And I want you to forget about the aches and pains in your body for a little while. And I want us to pray like we're thankful that we don't have to go home tonight and wonder if we're in the firing line next Thursday and you can do it tonight as a matter of fact the buckets right there but between now next Thursday we're gonna sow into that nation and we're gonna they've got projects and we're gonna we're gonna bless those missionaries but I want you to—I want you to pray, however you're comfortable doing. If you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to sit, you can sit. But I don't—I don't want you to, you know, just kind of sit there and just rock back and forth and mumble a few words. I want you. Matter of fact, just stand. I—I I want you to imagine that you are a soldier. In the most powerful military in this world and in the world to come, and in the spirit world. You are someone that is equipped for battle. Paul said, Take upon you the whole armor of God. That was not just for defensive purposes the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the, the wicked. Have your loins girt about with truth, so forth. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We are equipped for battle, and we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. And so we're going to pray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray a prayer, and you can start down that line or do whatever the Lord leads you to do, but at some point... I'd, I'd like for you to move about the sanctuary in some way. And imagine that you're walking through that nation, that you're walking through, and I'm not trying to be melodramatic, but just that you're walking through, and you hear, you hear that repercussion of, of bombs and shells that are, that are hitting nearby and children that are crying and babies that are crying. That's going on. I saw those videos today. It can be terrifying. But I will say this. What if the Lord is allowing this to stir up a spirit of revival in that nation? What if out of this comes a massive influx of people into the church in Ukraine? Amen. I feel that right now. And so I want us to begin to pray right now. Lord, we come before you in this place. Many are tired and many are fatigued. Lord, many are mentally exhausted. and Here on Thursday night, God, we we come to you and, and we're praying, Lord, that you would allow us to company with mighty warring angels. And I pray, Lord, that you would allow us to go in the spirit over to Ukraine. God, in that region, Lord, along that northern border, where Russia, Lord, is flying their jets and where they're sending tanks and when so, where soldiers are aligning themselves, getting ready to go into there, Lord God. Some places have already been taken. Whatever the agenda is, Lord God, is not really our concern. But what is our concern is that the will of God can be done. And that the missionaries, the men and women of God that are there, Lord, preaching the gospel and doing the will of God, people that have left the comfort of their own homes and communities here in America to spend their lives, God, decades preaching, Lord, reaching for lost people in that nation, learning a new language, learning multiple dialects, God, giving up everything that they could have had here in the United States, Lord God, as we lift our voices, we're praying, Lord, that mighty warring angels, Lord, would be dispatched to that region, Lord God, that Michael and his warring angels would be sent in that direction to break the chains, oh God, of those that are bound by sin. I pray, Lord, that whatever is happening, Lord, that you would use it to stir up the hearts of of the unbeliever, Lord, and turn them toward the church. Cause them, Lord, to cry out to you, Lord, people that have never had faith in you, people that have never shown interest interest in you. I pray, Lord, that you would move upon them to seek your face, Lord God. I pray that you would use this as an epic moment of revival. Let there be a stirring, Lord, and a shaking, Lord, in every village, and every city, and every community, Lord, in the nation of Ukraine, even among the soldiers, Lord, that fight on both sides of the border. I pray, Lord, that an explosive apostolic revival would break out. In Jesus' name, come on, I feel the visitation of God coming in here right now. I feel my help coming in here right now. I feel angels gathering in this building right now. I pray, Lord, for those missionaries. I pray for the saints of God that are a part of the church of the living God. Lord, in that region, Lord, you know their names. You know their background. You know who they are. In Jesus' name, God, we're praying right here in this building. We pray because we are privileged, Lord. We have been covered by the blood. We have been recipients of your grace. We are thankful for your mercy, God. We're thankful for the privilege that we have of being here in the United States of America, Lord. And we war for revival, Lord, in that nation. In Jesus' name, God, we pray against the prince of Ukraine. We pray against the prince of Russia. We pray, Lord, against every demonic leader, Lord, in those regions, God. Oh, that you would send an angel to them and reverse, Lord God. Reverse it, Lord. Send it back, God. Break every chain. uh, Break every stronghold, Father. In Jesus' name. Come on, that's it. Come on, I feel the mighty power of God in this place. In Jesus' name, oh Lord God.